and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, and here with me is the director of publications, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. How are you doing today, Major Jamie? I'm doing great. The sun is shining. There are no clouds in the sky, which means I can see all the you know, exciting airplanes coming in and out at Reagan National Airport. Every time you start it with the sun is shining, the, the I always think the sun is shining. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. From that's a little Finding Nemo shout out. Uh, <laughs> we also have with us here our co-host and producer, our media and marketing manager, the Triple M, the Triple Threat, the one who makes this whole thing run. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am marvelous. How are you? Hey, hit us with a fourth M. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's March, which, by the way, I can't believe it's already March. How are the, how are we already here? Lousy but anyway, March. Uh, Only it a is, few people will get that reference. So, it's March, uh, so springtime, and in the Salvation Army, springtime means uh, we're geared up for a lot of youth events around the nation, young adult retreats. A lot of those happen early in the year. Uh, youth councils, which is what we're going to talk about today. So there's so many uh, great things happening right now in youth ministry across the Army. It also means we're gearing up for summer camp. So we just want to highlight a couple of uh, a couple of those programs, a couple of those events, and talk about um, these kind of pivotal things that are so big in youth culture uh, within the Salvation Army. Yeah, we have done episodes before on youth councils on summer camp. But again, as we enter spring, it's just good as a youth ministry podcast. I would say that this has kind of become uh, that it's good for us to focus on these things. So, all right. First question, going to youth councils. I do have a question for you, Elizabeth and Major Jamie. I went to the National Archives and I looked back to see when could I find the first reference in our archives of the phrase youth councils. Now, since since the Salvation Army was born, there have been like youth events and youth con- congresses and youth meetings. But when was the first time the phrase youth councils was used in the term that we know it today? Take a guess. What year? was the first time you saw the phrase youth councils in Salvation Army American history. Hold on. I'm I'll give you a hint. Do you want a hint? No. Okay. Well, yes, you can go ahead and give it's a hint. It's almost 100 years old. Almost. That aligns with my answer. I'm going with 1937. Okay, good guess. Good guess. Thank you. Major Jamie. Hmm. You said 1937? I thought it was going to be earlier than that let's um 1929 1925 wow so close 2025, we will have hit that mark. Now, the pictures of all of that come from like everybody's in uniform the whole weekend. <laughs> like you don't just wear your uniform for Cork Day graduation Sunday morning. All the pictures back through our history, everybody's in full uniform the whole time. You were going to say something, Major Jamie. What's up? Yeah, the very first. I don't know that they called it youth councils, but the very first youth retreat, like youth councils adjacent thing, I think was in 1897. Yes. Again, like oh, there is 
uh, we've seen these youth meetings, but the first time I could see the phrase youth councils was then, or youth retreats, as it's known in some of the uh, territories today. So, Jamie, for people who don't know, what is a youth councils? Elizabeth is not a salvationist. She's heard, you know that we're not calling her out. We're just, it's nice to have a non-salvationist on here because that way we can bounce things off and she can say, why are you people the way that you are? Here's the question. (laughs) Elizabeth has no idea what a youth councils is. I'm assuming. Jamie, what is, what is youth council? So youth councils, it looks a little different in each territory, but basically it's a weekend that's set aside for, uh, it's usually teenagers, you know, somewhere in the 13, 14 age up to about 18. Um, and they kind of come to a location, whether that's at a, a venue or a camp. Um, and they kind of come there and there are speakers, lots of great worship. There's also some kind of fun component. So it's like a, a discipleship event, a discipleship weekend for teens, essentially. It is the opportunity for the Salvation Army to do what we should be doing best, to offer salvation to people who have maybe not uh, accepted Jesus as the Son of the living God, as the, as the Christ, as their Lord and Savior. It also, like Major Jamie said, is an opportunity to disciple our young people. Some t- people look at youth councils as just an evangelism event. I don't think so. It needs to be more than that. Evangelism is offered for sure. Jesus' salvation is offered, but a discipleship and then a opportunity for a fuller holiness. Folks, the Salvation Army is a, a part of the holiness movement. That It is the privilege of all believers to be wholly sanctified, that our whole spirit and soul and bodies may be preserved blameless. Don't you dare think that a 15-year-old can't accept and understand fuller holiness. So it, let's uh, make sure that our youth councils are focusing on those as well. Jamie, what uh, you've planned youth councils, you've attended youth councils. What, what are your hopes? What is the Salvation Army's hope for a youth councils event? Well, I think the again the main thrust it like it is a time for young people to kind of come away to get out of you know the their kind of day to day environment and be together. So the fellowship component. Um, you know, helps to helps the kids to see like, okay, there are other kids just like me out there who are trying to figure out this faith thing, um, you know, who are kind of living through the same experiences or similar experiences that I am. So they're encouraged by that, right? To So they know that I'm not alone in this. There are other people out there who are trying to, to figure this thing out too. Um, again, obviously the main thrust, the main um, goal is a deeper relationship with Jesus, right? That we would know, they would know Jesus and know him better um, and then and grow in their faith. I don't know if all, like in the South, there is a mission statement, a purpose statement for youth councils. I don't know if all territories follow the same one. I would assume they are all pretty similar in that it's all about growing in faith. What Major Jamie mentioned is so dead on too about fellowship. We know, again, salvation, uh, evangelism, discipleship, holiness, of course. But also one of the like sub hopes is that, like Major Jamie said, uh, a fellowship time between a unification of the division where people, again, are in core who are probably, you know, in for most of our Salvation Army Corps, there's in this communities where we are, there's a bunch of Baptist churches. There's a bunch of Lutheran churches and they get together. Usually the Salvation Army is the only uh, Salvation Army in town. And so it's hard to yeah, get unless together. Unless you're in a metro area. Yes. And it's hard to get together with other Salvationists. But when you come together at divisional events like a youth councils, it's good to know there are other people my age who are out there 
dealing with the same things and working through the Salvation Army. And there I think are, if you oh, ask if you ask teens who go to youth councils, they would probably say like that's their favorite part, right? Oh, is hanging sure. out with their friends. Sure. Well, we had a kid say one time like, "Hey, you know what make youth councils the best?" He's like, "I love youth councils. It's great. It's very cool, but you know what make it the best if we had no meetings so we could just hang out all day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we told so, them. I mean, that's called here, that's called a weekend party. Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's, that's just hanging out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like that, it's a that's an important part, and it means a lot to the young people to get to see their friends from around the division, to make new friends. They try to find a boo, you yeah. know. <laughs> there are two. <laughs> there are two. Uh, Listen, we should, Elizabeth, we can do a, we you laugh, but I would tell you that <laughs> Matt and I started dating at a youth council. We could do a whole podcast. Spoiler like, alert! Let's put this one. Let's put this one in the memory bank. We could do a whole podcast just on like relationships built at youth council. That's right. Sure. Yes. Listen, not the goal. Not the goal. We're not That's telling right, people not go to youth council. Find goal. a boyfriend. Find a girlfriend. Not the goal. But there are, it's a they, bonus perk. There are. They say like <laughs> the a funny. There are two dates on every teenager's calendar. Their birthday and youth councils. Youth councils is a big deal to teenagers. They put it on their calendar. They look forward to it every year. Um, so uh, we just always have to keep that in mind. All right. And I would say even more important coming out of the pandemic, you know, oh. when everything was so isolated and all of those kind of things, that fellowship component is key, you know, to getting allowing you know the kids to get back together and to interact and uh you can't see it at home but i'm raising my hand and hallelujah what major jamie just said like the pandemic the mental health getting kids together like hey look hey put down your phone and actually talk to people like if face it's like uh instagram if we were all in the same place and we were really there together Um, also like never underestimate core officers, youth leaders out there, never underestimate the time in the van to youth councils and the time away from youth councils. More discipleship happens. I think sometimes in those conversations that you have on the way up to youth councils or youth retreat and on the way home, best to hit them up on the way there because what happens, major Jamie on the way home from youth councils, uh, everybody, but the driver falls asleep and sometimes the driver and that's dangerous. So (laughs) yeah, so they, yep. It's it always cracks me up when people post like the before and after and so on the before like they're in the van everybody's, everybody's excited lit. everybody's hyped up like and, ah. and then on the way home they take pictures and everybody is knocked out <laughs> just all right so major, tired major jamie before we leave youth councils i have another thing here but before i, I do that i want to ask you is youth councils missional to the salvation army i mean that's a good question i think it depends upon how you define mission but uh you know it when you think about mission is just is kingdom building, right? We're building the kingdom, uh, working to to make to let others know what God has done and what God is doing, right? That's what mission is: telling the story, uh, telling God's story, and inviting people to be a part of that story. So, if that's the definition, then I would say yes, youth councils is missional. I agree. I think um, that is what the per- per- first purpose of our life is to tell people about Jesus. Now, does that happen at the local core? Yes. But there are things that happen when you are removed. That's why we're going to talk about summer camp here in a minute, too. When you are removed from the ordinary of life, you know, and sometimes we go to the core each week and it becomes ordinary. But when you get taken out of the ordinary, there's something that God can do when he gets past those, as C.S. Lewis said, those familiar dragons that you we set up. You know, this is something that we weren't expecting. And we hear we hear the gospel or the offer of a deeper discipleship, a deeper relationship, a fuller holiness with him in a different way. Um, 
So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't just say that as a person who, like, because I used to plan youth councils, like, I'm like, oh, we always have to have youth councils. It's not that. I've just seen the outcome. I've sat in, uh, so in Florida, I did candidates. And so I, I was a part of the process of, you know, getting to know candidates, helping them. Uh, a candidate is somebody who is... Um, one like feels called to be a Salvation Army officer, and there's a process that you have to go through in order to make that happen. Um, and so one of those, one of my jobs was to get to know the candidate and help facilitate this process. But there was always a candidate interview that would have to happen with the board. Um, and it was always amazing to me um, how many times in those candidate interviews, we would say, tell me about how you either how you met Jesus that was one of the questions and tell me about your calling. And with those two things, it was always amazing to me how many people said um, something about youth councils. Uh, like I, I accepted Jesus as my savior at youth councils, or I felt my call to officership uh, or to local officership or to whatever at youth councils that was really impressed upon me then. So I think that it has played a vital role in Salvation Army mission through the years. All right. So thank you, Major Jamie, for uh, that. Yes. So um, I have in here in my hands some one of the trickiest part of being out of youth councils, uh, being planning youth councils for divisional youth leader is thinking of a theme, right? Thinking of a theme for the for that weekend, thinking of a territorial theme as it's still done in the Southern Territory. So I have in my hand some rejected youth councils themes. Okay. Wait, I'm, al I'm already laughing. Are these actually rejected youth council themes or you just made these up? Um, I sat at my kitchen table last <laughs> night and made up some rejected youth council's themes. All right. Are you ready? Major Jamie. So I'm going to read these off and you say uh, yes, no, maybe so. Okay. Yeah, yes. I'm supposed to guess if it was a real theme no, or no, not. No, 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 no. These are all rejected. Oh, I'm, talking, I'm right. saying. You're just telling me, could these be, would you be willing to use this as a youth uh, council's theme? Okay. Probably this not. Opinion. <laughs> this is a trivia. This is opinion. All right. You ready? Here's my first one. Bone, Hugs, and Harmony, a musical youth council through the book of Ezekiel. <laughs> well, I'm going to say no. Maybe if this were 1998, okay. you could get away with it. All right. How about uh, Say Less, a youth council's on the Tower of Babel? <laughs> okay. I like they're the not, theme. They're not going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> I like the theme. Can you really do a whole youth council's around the Tower of Babel? I'm skeptical. Um, Okay, here, uh, here's this one. We will rock you on the stoning of Stephen. <laughs> yes, kids, come follow Jesus and you too can be a martyr. Uh, this one's for the 90s kids. You remember the movie uh, Mall Rats? I went with Mauled Brats, a youth council's on Elisha and the bear mauling the children. <laughs> no, I'm canceling about, that one. Uh, Want to go halvesies? That's Solomon with the baby. No, stop. <laughs> How about... Uh, Social distance, Jesus heals the leper. And the last two I have is uh, what's popping? Don't mind me, <laughs> and David and Matt. <laughs> no. And then my last Elizabeth, you have to edit that one out. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Don't edit it. It's so good. It's, bi it's biblical truth. Don't edit me, Elizabeth. Don't edit. <laughs> All right, last one. This one. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. About jail and the tent peg. Stop. <laughs> Too much. You crossed the line with Dave and Bathsheba. Listen, uh, I'm just going to say, for somebody who doesn't like <laughs> fall festival theme names, you sure went after these rejected youth council oh themes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right. <laughs> 
let's talk uh, summer camp now. So we've, we talked youth councils. Let's yes, move quickly let's into summer camp. Let's please move on into summer camp. <laughs> Um, all right. So the history of the Salvation Army summer camp is actually pretty funny. We've told the story before, but it, it, it needs to be repeated. So the Salvation Army in when the Salvation Army was in England, they did a um, a week like retreat for kids. And what they thought was this was in the this was two centuries ago, you know, early 1800s, late 1800s with the Salvation Army, that the kids were uh, underfed. Right. They were underweight. And so what the Salvation Army did was they brought them out to uh, outside of the city to uh you know a park or something and they they hung out there a, a campground if you will and they fed the kids physically they fed the kids lots of meals they would weigh the kids when they got to camp to this camp i'm putting in quotes uh they would feed them all week and then they would weigh the kids as they go to leave camp and if the kid gained weight they, they would consider say, it a success success and that's how the <laughs> salvage army camping program began yeah i now, mean it was like the thing they were coming out to do camp like it was it was camp but that's it was considered successful if they kids were healthier when they left than they were when they came. That was one of the metrics that they used to know, was this week of camp successful? Okay. So Major Jamie, here's my question. Same to you as it was to youth councils. For those who don't know what a Salvation Army camping ministry is, what what is it now? Okay. So again, this looks different, a little bit different depending on what territory that you're in, but essentially the Salvation Army around the nation uh, has uh, is it 42, Matt? I would say, let's say 40. About 40 uh, camp um, facilities around the country. Um, and so uh, kids will come, depending upon the program, sometimes it's one week. Uh, for some of the music programs in places where we have music conservatories, it might be four or five weeks. Um, and so the kids will come out. And uh, they, they're cabins, they're counselors, so they stay there on the campground. Um, there are Bible classes, all kinds of outdoor camping type activities, um, night programs where you get to do all kinds of fun and crazy things. Um, and it's just a place where kids can come and just be kids, right? They can kind of get out again, come out from where they're used to and just have a place where you can, uh, a safe environment. A structured there's some structure environment where they can just be kids yeah, major jamie, do you want to share so J major jamie and i were camp directors as well do you want to share like maybe the missional and our three s's the three s's that we sure. used to hype up to staff and these were kind of these were the three s's that we adopted Not this is salvation no uh, that that is the three s's every but camp has their own kind of mission statement and we had our own mission statement too, but these were kind of the three S's that we imparted upon our staff as to like what our goals are for the summer. And so uh, it was souls, safety, and sparkle. So basically- or spunk for the or men spunk. out there. So yes. Uh, so souls, right. That everybody who came through the gates of our camp would know Jesus and know him better. Right. So that, that, not just the campers, but our staff members, our volunteers, the people teaching, like the instructors, the uh, people who are delivering the food for the, you know, for the kitchen, the, the Amazon UPS driver. guy yeah, the who Amazon delivers all that... those Amazon boxes. Because, you know, when teenagers get that uh, paycheck, the Amazons, they start rolling in. <laughs> so that everybody who came through our gate would know that uh, Jesus is Lord and that they would know him and know him better. Uh, so that's souls. Then safety. So that, again, everybody who came through our gates uh, would be spiritually safe, emotionally safe, physically safe. A lot of the young people, not all, but a lot of young people who come through our camping programs come from some really difficult situations. And so we wanted camp to be a place where they 
could just be safe, right, while, while they were there. And then um, sparkle or spunk is just uh, that kids would kind of, um, or everybody who comes through the gates would kind of find uh, who they are in Christ, right? That they would understand that they could do challenging things. When I, when you see a kid who at the bottom of the ropes course, who thinks there's no way I can do this. And then they get to the top and they're able to do the zip line or the swing or depending on whatever your ropes course setup is. And like they, you, when they come off, they have this just like sparkle about them, right? Cause they did something big that they didn't think that they could accomplish. Um, and so helping, uh, people to understand that, um, you know, who they are in Christ and to, to gain that self-confidence that comes from, um, doing things out in a camp environment, um, was just, that was gold. Those were the things, the three things that were the most important to us. Yeah. Um, and camp is so important with, um, I think of Psalm 119 when I think of camp, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day, they pour forth speech night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. When you get kids into camp, when you get them there and they get to see God's creation, now God's creation is around us all the time. But again, there's something that when you get out of the ordinary that just makes you – when you see God's creation, you're more um, open to what the, he is speaking to you, that still small voice that he's speaking. So in 2019, we had 50,000 campers come to a Salvation Army camp in that summer of summer of 2019. Then this little thing happened called the pandemic, and we don't count numbers <laughs> after that. But – in 2023, I, sorry, 2022, I just got these numbers from our national statistician just this week. I thought maybe numbers, you know, from the pandemic num numbers had dipped and all that. But in 2022, we had 84,992 campers come to a Salvation Army camp. Now, statistically, the best we can tell, now you can't measure uh, spiritual things with numbers. We get that. But the best we can tell is half of them have made a decision to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Or a decision of some sort about Salvation, their faith. holiness, right? The, th yeah. the things that we – so half of them make a decision to follow Jesus or like Major Jamie said, a decision of some sort. It is – summer camp ministry in the Salvation Army is in this country, and I'll say it. This is the opinion of Matt Satterley. It is the most evangelical thing that we do. Evangelistic. Thank you. Uh, that we do in the Salvation Army is do this to present and lead kids to Jesus. There, you know. Okay, so Major Jamie, how, the same question, just to end it here. What we did with youth councils. How is summer camp missional? Well, I mean, you said it right there. How if half the kids that come through, and again, that's just the best that we can tell you with the numbers. It looks a little bit different at every camp how that's tabulated. Um, but the best that we can tell if half if half the kids are coming through. So if you think. 80,000, 40,000 young people are making a decision about their faith, whether that's accepting Jesus for the first time or they know Jesus, but they want to grow deeper in their faith or they're making, you know, some kind of commitment or decision. Uh, then I don't know how you could consider that. Again, if the if the definition of mission that we're using is to telling tell God's story, what he has done, what he is doing and bring people, you know, alongside in that kingdom uh, in his kingdom, then I don't know how you could say that camp isn't missional. One of my favorite things that w uh, we did at camp there, uh, I have lots of excellent memories about camp. It was my very favorite thing. I would just do it all for the 
you know, remainder of time if they would let me. But uh, the is we always had we wanted our staff to have a way to see like why we do what we do, because you do like by the sixth, seventh week of camp, you're tired, you know. It's it's, hot. it's it's a little bit You're hard cranky. to get your to keep the same amount of energy, but we are you know we always wanted our our campers who came the last week to get the same exciting experience that the kids who came the first week did, um, and so we were always trying to find like how can we keep the mission in front of our staff, and so we would we would put up this big banner. And every time, like during the, the like these, room. yeah, in the dining, dining room where everybody comes. Uh, so during like down mo- down times or a little arts and crafts times when they were between big projects, they would color um, some kind of symbol that had to do with the theme. So like, like the uh, year that Olymp- we did, oh, go ahead. yeah, keep going. Yeah, the year that our theme was game on, the little symbol was the little green like mushroom new life Mario. free life mushroom from the Mario thing. Um, and so those were just like. Oh, we finished the big project. We still have five minutes. We can color these things. So what what we would do is every time a kid made a decision of some sort, again, whether that's following Jesus for the first time, a commitment of some sort, we would cut out those little mushrooms or whatever the symbol was and put them on the banner. So as the summer progressed, the banner would get, it would fill up and we could see like, okay, we're, we are accomplishing our goal, accomplishing mission, um, like, like look at lives and those times when energy is low or when you're just like, I don't, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like seeing the lives that are changed throughout the summer, just building up, going from empty on the first day to full, like overlapping. There's no, you know, blue space left on the, the banner by the last day of camp to know, like it just helped to kind of see like, okay, what I'm doing here matters. Yep. Like this makes a difference. Uh, one of the verses of scripture that scares me, and that's actually one of my thing, uh, one of my uh, driving forces in youth ministry comes from the book of Judges, Judges chapter two, verse 10. And that verse says this, after that whole generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation grew up who knew knew who knew neither the lord nor what he had done for israel it is our responsibility as this generation to show the generation behind us what the lord has done um and 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 who he is so that they can know him and that's what youth councils and summer camp do uh major jamie let's just do a quick ploy right here it's camping hiring season because these summer camps don't run by themselves they need um staff to help run counselors and lifeguards and maintenance guys and girls and uh dishwashers and arts and crafts specialists and all of that. So why, why would you just say as a former camp director, why would you just say it's important to work at camp? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, it, it helps like, so as a, like I'm looking at this. Okay. Now as a parent of a child who is now old enough to work at camp, what are the things that I think are important that she could gain from a, a camp experience? One is like it fosters independence. You know, it's a chance for her, uh, to, to kind of go to an environment where I know she's safe, right? Where I trust the leadership uh, that's that's there guiding her and encouraging her and mentoring her, able to get work experience, right? Um, to, to know what it means to show up to a job on time, to, you know, have to kind of 
do the work than to get paid to learn how to manage money. There's all kinds of life skills that are built at camp. But but again, this is a place where I know my child can go and work and grow in her faith, which is important to me as a mom that she's an environment in an environment um, where her faith is being um, formed and built. Right. So as a parent, those are the things um, that are important to me that that are why, you know, I'm I'm encouraging her or excited about her opportunity to potentially work at a camp. Um, Now, as a young person, I can say, again, uh, camp was so important to me as a kid, as a camper. that I couldn't wait until I was old enough to work at camp. Uh, I think I was 16 the first summer I worked. Um, and then worked for three summers before then, uh, we worked at year round camp after we got married, like camp has just been such a, a vital part of who I am, uh, shaping who I am, shaping, uh, my faith, all the people that I got to work with there. Uh, and so as a teenager, it was a lot of it was like, okay, I get to like work with my friends, right? All those people that I looked forward to seeing at youth councils, I could work with them all summer, you know, it's a fun job depending, you know, all, all of the jobs are fun. Some depending on what your strengths and talents, passions are, your skills. Um, you know, there's lifeguarding ropes course, all these kind of things. It's a fun job. It's a great way to make money. And I had no living expenses while I was there. Right. So every, because they feed you, right. They feed, you get three meals a day plus canteen. Um, so all the money, that I made just went into my bank account, except for, you know, well, we didn't do Amazon back then. That wasn't a thing, but you know, on your weekends off, you go to the mall and, you know, buy your cute little shoes or whatever, but all the money I made, like I didn't have any expenses. So it was, it was a pretty, pretty cash thing. And again, it was an environment where I could be discipled. Yeah. I put it down into five quick things. One, it's missional. It's a way to do the mission that God has called us to do, Salvation Army. Two, spiritual growth, like you said. You're in a place where you can, where something about getting out of the ordinary. I think I've said that three times, but it's important um, of spiritual growth. Three, it learns job skills. And listen, everybody needs that first job experience, right? Where you learn, oh, I got to be at this place at time and stuff. Like just the, a first time job, everybody needs that like uh, rite of passage moment, right? Fourth, it takes bravery and it builds bravery. It takes bravery to work at camp and it builds courage and bravery in people. And then five dollar dollar bills, y'all like you could actually make your first bit of money. And, uh, you know, like major Jamie said, you could spend it on shoes or your upcoming college or Domino's pizza. It's your choice, your choice. Yeah. And the, the great thing is again, because the Salvation Army has camps all over the nation, they all look a little bit different, right? Some of them, you know, most of them have swimming pools of some sort, a place to swim because that's every kid's right favorite camp activity. In Camp Sebago in Maine, they do all their swimming in the lake where they say the water is so like clear and blue that it's just gorgeous. You can go, uh, you know, to Alaska. Camp, I haven't been to the camp in Alaska, but I'm like, camp in Alaska, the sun doesn't set because it's that time of year where like the sun doesn't fully set. So the sun is always up at camp. That's pretty cool. Hawaii. Who doesn't want to go to camp in Hawaii? They're already I mean, hiring camp staff 2025, I would believe out there. Uh, and then of course, you know, like, uh, I think of the camps that I got to experience as a young person or as a camp director in Florida and Georgia and Texas, they all look different, but you know, like it's the same Salvation Army family, the same Salvation Army mission. Uh, and so that's one of the things I love is that young people 
you know, from Maine can go and experience camp in Arizona if they want to, right? You just fill out an application um, and go see what the Army expression looks like in that division. We hired kids from other division. We had kids from our division who went and worked at other camps. Um, it's all one only, army. Yeah, that's right. We're we're one family. And so to be able to um, just have that kind of environment where you can grow and understand yourself better, understand your faith better. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know that my daughter is going to work this year. Uh, I think she might have one more year as a camper and then go on. But I'm excited to see like what camp builds in her in the same way it built things in me. So youth councils and summer camp. It all comes back to what I say is Psalm 3411. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. As we go about the spring, as you're going to youth councils, it's youth council season. It's right now from last week, the time of us recording us, we've had our first youth councils in the nation, and we will have youth councils almost every weekend up and through the end of May. And then they go into summer camp. And all we're trying to do, the Salvation Army exists to tell people about Jesus and the Salvation Army Youth Ministry exists to say, come, children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord through salvation, through discipleship, through holiness at youth councils and summer camp. All right. We're going to finish the episode with something we've been wanting to do for a while. As we mentioned at the beginning of this, at the jump, Elizabeth is not a salvationist. And so sometimes we use lingo and acronyms on this show that she doesn't quite understand. So what I have done is I have written down a few acronyms that we use in the Salvation Army, a few lingos, if you will. I'm going to read them out loud, and I'm gonna, we're going to see if Elizabeth is game, or she's game for this. She said she was game. That's right. We asked her permission before we made she it. She said she's going to try to guess what that acronym or lingo stands for in the Salvation Army. Now, Elizabeth, you, I've divided this into four rounds, easy, medium, hard, and impossible. We, I'll only Whoa. do a couple of them each. All right. I'm so you excited. Can use, you can use Major Jamie if you need. Okay. All right. Let's start easy. Do you know what a DHQ is? Divisional headquarters. A, correct. What about a TH? What about a THQ? Territorial headquarters. What about an NHQ? National headquarters. You work in that building. Please, <laughs> you better get it. And then how about IHQ? International headquarters. Okay. Very good. All right. Can you tell me what a DYS is? Divisional Youth Secretary. Nailed it. All right. Yay! Okay. Now we're going to move to medium, medium level. Oh, boy. Medium level. All right. All right. What is a CFOT? <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> what is a CFOT? C? C Fox. C CFOT. Is it, is it, I'm going to go with it's some sort of like, Candidate I'll tell in you. training or something like that. Oh, that's hey, good. That's a good that's guess. Really close. That's yes, good. Candidate good. in training. What, it, what is it, Major Jamie? It's college for officer training. So you're right. That's where that is where the candidates go and get trained. All right. So you're about, good. It's good. I'll about, give it to you. I think. Thank you. you. Got it. How about FOF? Do you know what FOF? Well, they only do that for? in two territories now, F Matt. Okay, I'll give you this. FOF slash seven thirty. FOF. FOF. Okay, I'm going to go to the second word is officer or officer. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, faith. Faith is okay. one of the words, maybe. Just no. write it. Keep, keep right. No, go with it. Just okay. keep going. Faith. faith, officer, foundation. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry, though. That's incorrect. <laughs> oh, 
it's man? Future Future Officer Fellowship. So if you're a candidate, you're a part of in the South and the Central they call it 730. In the East and the West they call it FOF. All right. But yeah. Future officer, it means you are working towards officership in some what? way. What? Let's move to the hard round. Hard round. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. All right. Hard round. Man, what? I feel like they all go from easy to impossible. <laughs> what is oh wait till we get to impossible. What is a what is a TEC? Or in some territories, a tech. What is a TEC? E-C. You got it. Sound it out, Elizabeth. Just sound it out. E-C. Teacher <laughs> education curriculum. <laughs> That's so close. Territorial but no. edu- yes. educator creator. Oh, I love it. But no. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. So it's the Territorial Executive Council. So it's all the big ways. it sounds right. so obvious. <laughs> There's so many words that it could stand for, really. Why? Why PSM? Why <laughs> PSM? Okay. We're going to go with youth. Partial credit, but yes. Okay. Keep going. Love that. P. Prayer. Okay, youth prayer. I love it. Just keep rocking. S. You have no close how, no clue how Saturday? awesome you are. Youth prayer Saturday <laughs> morning. Youth prayer Saturday ministry. Hey, somebody start <laughs> that. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> uh, again, that's so close. So close. It, it actually you. is Major Jamie. What is it? Young people, Sergeant Major. So All basically right. they're like the the deacon, like if, if this local was another church, you would say it's a local deacon. officer, but like the deacon in charge of youth discipleship and ministry. All right. Last one. Let's move to the impossible okay. round. I'm ready. All right. If you are a brigadier, you would understand what this is. What is a YPL? <laughs> YPL. Y-P-L. The YP stands for the same YP that we just talked about. See, that would require me to remember what you said. Which is what I, <laughs> it was YPSM was young persons, sergeant major. Young people. Young, young people. People's. So what a YPL is a? Young people. What's the third letter? L. L. <laughs> Leader. Oh, that's a very good guess. It's young people's legion. The legion. League. Legion. League. 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 Legion sounds like many. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been to some of those YPLs. It's right. like that's what they used to call like when the teens or whatever would get together. Nobody calls it. We have YPL anymore. This one, but it's basically when the, when you do youth programs. I would remind you on this one. We are a holiness podcast. B slash M. B slash M. Is that like the title? Slash. Is that the title? Yes, just the B and the M. I can't say BM because that's <laughs> B and then B it's slash. like a backslash, yeah. a backslash M. What would what would a BM be in the session? <laughs> <laughs> Bandmaster. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, she nailed it. All right, why'd you pick that one? Last one. What is an O and R? O and R. Okay. Um, a kid can be a kid. O and R. Is because of our military. Oh, I like that. No, it stands for? Uh-oh. Orders and regulations. All right. So basically what it is, is it's like a guiding policy guide for all kinds of things. You have O&R for bands. O&R, we have an editorial O&R. And O&R, O&R for corporates. Yeah, O&R for cadets. officers. O&R for local officers. O&R, O&R for, for all the things. 
It's the rules that we live by. All right. I have written one sentence that has as many accurate. It's not one sentence. It's a couple of sentences because I'm not good at English. I'm not in publications. So I wrote down a couple of sentences that have as many acronyms in the Salvation Army as I could figure out and lingo. I'm going to read it to you. You tell me if you understand this. After this, Major Jamie's going to give us our last question of what's giving you joy. All right. Here it is. I once knew a guy who was saved through the ARC who felt called to the CFOT. So he applied through his DYS and joined FOF slash 730. His case went to DHQ and THQ, and then it went too far and went through NHQ and IHQ by accident because he was so eager. The DC and the TC had a good talk with the GS and the TEC, and he went to training. And in his first appointment, he was handed an O&R and told to figure out TSAM and CMS with his CSM and his YPSM. <laughs> it was so difficult for him that even D-Sync, T-Sync, TOAC, LOTS, and SOSO tried to help him out. He finally figured it out, and to this day has led many souls to Jesus. Their names are on the Seekers Register, where it is checked routinely by the roll book by the CAR, ACR, DPR. And finally, one day, this officer was POG promoted oh ptg yeah. <laughs> i just spelled pog well, that's a 90s throwback his he was finally promoted to glory amen and amen fire a volley <laughs> do you understand any of that elizabeth well i just want to say that reading comprehension was never my jam in school so i'd give myself about like a 30 percent if you um, understood that, send, send a three by five postcard to national headquarters <laughs> we'll enter your name and drawing and you will win nothing all right, Major Jamie. An FOF pin. Seven thirty. You, you have. Uh, we have had some fun today. Look, give us this last question. Yeah. So, uh, what we ask this question at the end of every every episode. What is giving you joy, Elizabeth? What's giving you joy this week? Well, this last section was totally fab because I love game shows and the it was teen. A good one. There's been a um, high school reunion tournament on Jeopardy the past couple of weeks. <laughs> And it's just so cute. I love the youth and they're so brilliant and they're just so fun. I love the youth. So I love the youth. That's the yeah. podcast quote of the day. I love the youth. <laughs> um, for the thing that's giving me joy is that you learn a little bit about your friends every once in a while. And Elizabeth told us 30 seconds before we turned on this podcast that she's never had a Chick-fil-A breakfast. And folks, I tell you, if my world was not shooketh in that moment. <laughs> so I already said, I called dibs. I said, dibs, the thing that's giving me joy is Chick-fil-A breakfast. If you have never enjoyed a Chick-fil-A biscuit, a chicken biscuit. No, the chicken minis are where it's at. Then I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. No, no. <laughs> if you have not experienced a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, you have not experienced full salva full holiness. <laughs> Stop. As God's chicken, it takes you a level up. Is that what you're saying? I, it's what I'm saying. So that's the thing that's giving me joy. Um, okay, uh, Mayor Jamie, now that I've committed heresy and blasphemy, what uh, what is giving you joy? Uh, so this is funny because you're going to think that I'm saying this just to Jesus juke you. But uh, the thing that's bringing me joy, so my – uh, I'm currently in a class working toward my degree and it's winding down. Um, but one of my favorite things about this degree, sorry, my degree program is not winding down. I still have far too long to go, but my, this particular class is winding down. And one of my favorite things about this uh, degree program that I'm in is that every class 
even if it's like a leadership class, they all have a spiritual formation component. And so the book that this class uses is by Stephen Siemens, uh, and it's called Ministry in the Image of God, the Trinitarian Shape of Christian Service. Uh, and this has been probably my favorite spiritual formation book that we've used so far. Super impactful, really easy to read, really practical uh, stuff in there. So that's what has been giving me mostly joy. I did have one ugly cry session in the parking lot waiting for my kids to come out, <laughs> which I'm sure that they did not appreciate whatsoever to arrive in the pickup line to see mom crying her eyes out uh, while I was sitting there reading, waiting for them to come out. But it's just been uh, impactful. So it's not, it's not too often, but it does happen when a, you read a book, but a book reads you for yes. sure. You're like, um, hmm. They got me that figured, is a figured sticker, right out. Call it. Uh, again, folks, as we are closing this. Also uh, known as the Bible. Because of this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> of this episode, out again, we just want to remind you that uh, whether youth councils or summer camp or Salvation Army lingo, all that all of these are purpose for one thing, to lead people to the knowledge and saving grace of Jesus as their Lord and Savior through his death and resurrection. Easter is coming this spring to uh, pur- push us to a deeper discipleship in him. We have the privilege of growing in our relationship with him, and we have the privilege to be fully sanctified, fully holy in him. That is why the Salvation Army exists. That is why the Salvation Army Youth Ministry exists. Now, let's go and do it. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the Peer website and Peer on the socials at peermag.org and peer.magazine. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.